Welcome to the Be Make Multiply Send podcast. My name is Matthew Perry, lead pastor of Arapahoe Road Baptist Church in Centennial, Colorado. On Wednesday nights at our church, we have been going through the Sermon on the Mount, and in Matthew chapter 5, verses 31 to 32, addresses the issue of marriage and divorce. But also there's other passages of scripture that deal with remarriage, and it's important for us as followers of Jesus to understand what the Bible has to say about all three, marriage, divorce, and remarriage. Hopefully, this will be able to help you to sort through it and see what God has in mind for his design for marriage, divorce, and remarriage. God bless you all. Hope this can be of help to you. Hey everybody, let me straighten out this mirror right, or this camera right here. Hey, it's good seeing you all today. Uh, so uh, last night we spent some time at church talking about marriage and divorce and remarriage when we were looking at Matthew chapter 5 verses 31 to 32. Let me just go ahead and read it and we will uh, we will get right to it. So Matthew 5 31 32 says, It was also said that whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. It's a tough passage. It's a tough passage because not because that there is a lack of clarity in what the Bible is saying, but it's a tough passage because we have so... Um, redone our definition of what marriage and remarriage and divorce is all about, that we end up uh, really um, just just kind of coming up against what the Bible has to say. And then we have a problem with what the Bible is saying over against what we're thinking and such. So in reality, we have to make sure that our thinking is grounded in what Scripture is saying, especially for those of us who are Christians. And those of us who may have gone through some really difficult times. Um, so, but I, before we get into that, I wanted to recommend a book to you. Uh, so we were going to get into it, but I wanted to make sure I didn't miss this. So it's a book that I mentioned a little bit last week called Be Careful uh, How You Listen, How to Get the Most Out of a Sermon. It's by Jay Adams. I, I commend this book to you. And after we get done with our Sermon on the Mount study, or we may uh, end up breaking it off for a little bit, we may get into a study about that because it's really important for us to be able to, to listen to what the sermon uh, has to say um, and get the most out of it. We really, there, there's something to that. I'm very thankful for that book. So the really the key principle of this teaching uh, today is that uh, marriage is between a man and a woman, ideally for life. That's God's ideal. That's what we should be striving for. But yet in our broken world, God has given outlines for marriage and divorce and remarriage. Uh, two people who come together, neither one of them are perfect. In fact, there are sinful um, aspects to, to both of them. Both are sinners as they come into this uh, particular uh, this particular union. So as we go through this, let's make sure we have some important concepts to understand. So first in verse 31, um, Jesus is actually quoting from Deuteronomy 24, verses 1 to 4. Deuteronomy 24, verses 1 to 4. Let me read this to you. I don't want to um, sketch over that at all. I want to make sure that we are getting into what needs to be said, what needs to be looked at. Come on now. Didn't originally, as you can tell, I didn't originally intend to really go over this, but I think it's important. So back in, in uh, Deuteronomy 24, um, 
Moses passed along this. He says this, when a man takes a wife and marries her, if then she finds no favor in his eyes because he has found some indecency in her and he writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house and she departs out of his house and she goes and becomes another man's wife and the latter man hates her and writes her a certificate of divorce and puts it in her hand and sends her out of his house or if the latter man dies, who took her to be his wife, then her former husband who sent her away may not take her again to be his wife after she has been defiled, for that is an abomination before the Lord. And you shall not bring sin upon the land, and the Lord your God is giving you, that the Lord your God rather, is giving you for an inheritance. All right, so what's going on here? is that Jesus not only interacts with that here, but he interacts with it in Matthew chapter 19, verses 3 to 9, because the Pharisees were going up to Jesus and saying, is it okay to, to divorce your wife or give it the certificate of divorce for any cause? Here in Deuteronomy 24, it was for some indecency, and, and uh, that's an understanding of sexual indecency. All of the nations that were in the um, in the promised land that needed to be taken out of the promised land when God was bringing his people in, they were conducting all sorts of despicable and disgusting sexual practices that God said, that's not supposed to, you're not supposed to be a part of that. It's a husband and wife for life. That's the ideal. But what do you do um, if that brokenness ends up occurring? And so Jesus reminded them in Matthew 19, hey, haven't you read? that God created the male and female, and that uh, what God has joined together, let no one tear apart. Well, then why did Moses give a certificate of divorce, Matthew 19, 7? Well, Jesus says, because you're hardness of heart, but that wasn't the way it was from the beginning. And then he says in Matthew 5, 31 to 32, specifically uh, 32, that any of you who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality and makes her commit adultery, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So what, what does what is the Bible here saying about um, marriage and remarriage and divorce? What is the Bible actually saying? Well, again, marriage is between a man and a woman for life. What God has joined together, let no one tear apart. He has made us naked and not ashamed. We should not be ashamed to be naked in front of our spouse. We should be ashamed to be naked or see nakedness Anywhere else, that's the that's the standard. God created us both as men and women in that marriage context to be fruitful and multiply. Uh, that is the that is God's created mandate, creation mandate, procreation mandate. And even before the fall, men were called to be the head of that of the home of that institution, and women are called to be the help in that equality. They are equal partners with different roles. Ephesians 5, 22 to 33, in fact, I preached on that not too long ago, will tell you um, and, and go into more detail about what that relationship is all about. 1 Corinthians 7, 2 to 5, I commend that to you because it shows you how the, the husband's body belongs to the wife, the wife's body belongs to the husband, and that uh, they are not to deny each other those conjugal relations except for a mutual understanding of a season of prayer, but they are come to come back together so Satan doesn't tempt them with sexual sin. But but your marriage is the most important 
and the primary earthly relationship you have. Both were culpable in the fall. Um, neither one of them fulfilled their, their roles. They were both culpable in the fall, ma with man being uh, the ultimate responsible, because he ultimately responsible, because he was the one who was, um, well, he was the one that was called to be the head. And their eyes weren't open until Adam ate. When God called for Adam in, in Genesis 3, you know, Adam, where are you? He didn't say Adam and Eve, where are you? But there's brokenness in the world, and that brokenness with a desire for us to follow um, other designs and such lead us on a bad path. So what divorce is, is a tearing apart of what God has joined together, and we're, we're called not to do that. Now, when is divorce permissible? Well, Jesus tells us that not only in Matthew 5, 32, but in another place, Matthew 19, 9, which I referred to earlier, is that it's on the ground of sexual immorality. If you've broken that covenant and were naked and unashamed with someone else outside of that covenant, that is grounds for divorce. Um, also, in 1 Corinthians 7, 12 to 16, I'm going to encourage you to look these up. It says the, that the abandonment of an unbelieving spouse is grounds not only for divorce, but both of these, I believe, are, well, Jesus actually says it, or Paul actually says it by the Spirit, that they are free to remarry. Now, some people wonder about abuse. Well, abuse is not taking care. If you're, if you're a man, you're not taking care of the weaker vessel, even as you are both joint heirs. You read 1 Peter 3, 7. You are breaking a covenant by harming and hurting your wife in that way and your husband in that way. And so if the, the abuse, especially, well, specifically if the abuse becomes physical and you're in harm's way, then I don't believe that there's anything there that uh, as, as pastors and counselors counsel those who are going through that, uh, we must be very careful not to give a blanket statement saying, well, the Bible doesn't specifically say anything about abuse. Therefore, you're to stay put. That's not what the scriptures are saying. Uh, we've got to take it case by case, but if there is harm being done um, that is that will be long-going and long-sustaining, a case could be made that they have broken the covenant and are allowed to, to move on from that. So uh, when it comes to remarriage, if there's a biblical divorce, then I think you can biblically remarry. But if it's unbiblical, and what happens is you would you by divorcing someone and marrying someone else, Jesus says that's committing adultery. Or if you are marrying someone who has been divorced for an unbiblical reason, then you are committing adultery as well. Now, there's two things, two ways that we can look at it as we close our time together. One is that I kind of grew up in a system in church. I kind of grew up in a system. I say kind of, not always, but that it was just easier to say, if you've been divorced, regardless of the reason, if you've been divorced, then you, you are not allowed to do anything. You're a second class citizen. And that was it. And then there's others where it's like they, they you know, if your marriage is all about self-fulfillment and you're not getting fulfilled anymore, then they believe that's grounds for divorce. I think the Bible, it's good. It takes some work to mine through it. And we're here to help you do that. But it takes some work to mine through what the scriptures are actually saying about divorce and remarriage. And I would say that every couple, as far as is, is possible, that you would determine to reconcile. I know it would be very, very difficult because I know that the, the, the issue could be is as you're trying to reconcile, 
you would be tempted and it would be understandable that you would be seeing your spouse with that person in that relationship in that way. And that would be very, very difficult to overcome. But you need to seek God and really determine um, as best as possible, if it is possible uh, to reconcile, especially if your um, sinning spouse has been and is repentant as taking all the steps. You need to have your eyes wide open and your heart wide open to seek God and what he would have you have for you. So marriage, divorce, remarriage, not an easy topic to go through, but we certainly want to make sure that we are addressing what the spirit, what the scriptures address and what the spirit is saying through those scriptures. All right. If you have any questions, feel free to, uh, to let me know. Um, you can, you can access me through the website, drmattperry.com. But we just want to put that out there and show you what God's word has to say as we are discipled disciples who are discipling. God bless you all. Thanks a lot.